Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. We come to an end in our series, Colossians, uh, Genuine, a walk through Colossians, and we come to Colossians chapter 4, and Paul has some, some final instructions that he wants to give the Colossians before he closes off the letter. And so I want to end by giving you those same instructions. As you, as you know, the Christian life is about having a personal relationship with the God of the universe. It is, uh, the idea that is that we were separated from God by sin. And although we were separated, Jesus came because God loved us so much. And he dealt with our sin by his life and death and resurrection. And those of us who have put our faith in him have had our sins removed. We've been brought into relationship uh, with God the Father by the work of, of God the Son through the power of God the Holy Spirit. And so now we're called to walk in relationship with him. And it's it's the question is then is how do we do that and Paul's been talking about that throughout Colossians but he gives this final instruction Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful now the idea of devote is to continue to do something with intense effort it carries the, the idea that, well, it might get difficult. It, it might get, get hard, but you keep on pressing on. You keep on pursuing. You keep on devoting yourself. Devote yourself to prayer and be watchful and thankful. What, what I love about the scriptures is that it's so realistic. I don't know if you've noticed it, but prayer can be hard work. The first step in prayer is, of course, just getting to the act of prayer, where you set aside time to pray. If it hasn't become a firm discipline in your life, uh, it's hard work just to get there. It's amazing how many things can come up. It's amazing how many distractions can come up. It's amazing how often the telephone will ring just as you're settling in to prayer. Part of that, of course, is spiritual warfare. Part of that is learning to develop a, a new ha habit. But Paul urges you, devote yourself to prayer. And once you've established a routine for prayer, uh, and you know the time period that you're going to, to pray in, it gets easier. Uh, that's just what you do at that time. But so if you don't have a place to pray and a time to pray, I would urge you to set one. I would urge you, before you check your social media, before you check your email, before you check the news, check in with God. Take some time with God. Devote yourself to prayer. You set the place, you set the time, and you set some time to devote yourself to prayer. Now, just because you have the time and you have the place, when you get there, it doesn't mean the prayer comes easy. It's uh, easy to let your mind wander. It's easy to let your mind go in neutral. It's easy to be there without actually being there. 
One of the ways that I pray, and there's a number of different ways that I pray every day, but one of the ways I pray is I have three prayer lists. I I have a prayer list that's a temporary prayer list. So if people are going through an immediate issue, they go on my temporary prayer list. It reminds me to pray for them daily. I have a a long-term prayer list. I'm always going to be praying for my wife and my kids and and family and and things like that. Uh, And then I have a prayer list where I pray for for things for myself. There's things that I believe God wants to do in my life. And so I, I, I pray about those things as well. Prayer lists are really helpful, and yet sometimes they can get in the way. Sometimes they can become mindless. And, you know, God bless Linda, and or I pray for Ethan and for Amy. I pray for my family, but what, what does that even mean? takes a little bit extra work to pray for what they actually need and, and what I'd like to see God do in their life. And it takes a little bit of extra work to actually uh, bring some of their needs before the throne of grace. Um, but I need to do that uh, because prayer becomes mindless otherwise. So you get a time and place to prayer, but sometimes prayer takes effort. And yet Paul says, devote yourself to prayer. I don't want to leave you with the impression that, that all prayer is hard work. Uh, you know, sometimes it's lovely just to sit with God and worship. Sometimes you'll have Jesus lead you beside still waters or into green pastures and beside still waters and he restores your soul. Sometimes it's, it's wonderful just to be with God in silence. Uh, and sometimes it requires very little effort at all. But whether prayer requires effort or not, Paul says, devote yourself to prayer. And there is a place for real intensity in prayer. I've had the privilege of uh, praying with churches in uh, South America, in Africa, in Cuba. Uh, We Canadians, we're really polite in our prayers. Uh, But when you uh, live in a place where there's no social safety net, where if God doesn't come through your toast, you approach the throne of of grace boldly to receive health. And those aren't just God bless mom and dad. Those those are, are prayers of intensity and specificity because you want to see God move. You need to see God move. My Cuban friends, they regularly spend, have an all night prayer, prayer meeting. Devote yourselves to prayer. We can learn something from that. If you've been following along in this uh, series, you will know that the Colossian church was founded by Epaphras. He was a disciple of Paul. Now, Epaphras is in Rome with Paul. Um, Paul is imprisoned, and it tells us at the end of Philemon that Epaphras is in prison. Look what it says just down below in, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you. Get that intensity? He's wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Heropolis. So Epaphras is in prison. 
but he's wrestling in prayer for the Colossians. That's intense. He's working hard on their behalf. He's in prison, but he's working hard on behalf of the Colossians. He was living out what Paul said. Devote yourselves to prayer. Have you ever been burdened by something? Have you ever carried a, a burden for a situation or a person or a people group? There are times when the only thing, the right thing, is to wrestle in prayer and pray with intensity. If we're going to see God move in Lanark County, we will have to devote ourselves to prayer, to wrestle in prayer, to pray intently. If we're going to see Asbury become the kind of church that, that God wants her to be, we're going to have to devote ourselves to prayer. Because it's prayer uh, that God answers that does amazing things. Epaphras was praying for the Colossian people that they would stand firm and that they would walk into the will of God and that they would become mature. I'm praying that, that we would also do that, that we would be a people who walk into all that God has for us and that we would walk into the next phase of life in full maturity. We need to take Paul seriously when he said, devote yourselves to prayer. And be watchful and thankful. So along with devoting ourselves to prayer, Paul, Paul puts in these uh, uh, qualifiers, be watchful and be thankful. The idea of being watchful is, is being alert to learn something, to see something. Be watchful so that you know what's going on. Let me give you a few tips how to be watchful in prayer. At the beginning of your day, why don't you pray for the different things that you think are going to happen that day? You know that you're supposed to have an appointment with so-and-so, and you're supposed to go to a particular meeting, and you're supposed to see somebody. Why don't you commit each one of those things to God in prayer and ask him for what you want to see happen in, in regards to those, those meetings with those people? And when you do that, watch what God does. Does he answer those prayers? Does he show up in those meetings? You'll be amazed how, how God will answer those prayers and how you will see him in ways that you might not otherwise have seen him if you hadn't been praying. When I started to do this and I started to take note of answers to prayers, it wasn't uncommon where I'd see three, four, or five answers to prayer in a given day just because, well, God started to um, was, was doing stuff and I was noticing what he was doing. Devote yourself to prayer and be watchful. When you encounter a person while you're going about your day, notice what they need. Be watchful. And when the conversation is finished, if you have the opportunity to take it and pray for them right there, but if uh, you don't, take it to the Lord later on. Lord, you know I met with this person and I saw this. I ask, Lord, that you would meet them where they're at and that you would speak into their lives in, in this particular way. Be watchful. Because as you're watchful and you're, as you're looking for things to pray into and pray about, your life becomes about 
uh, seeing God move, devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful. Paul says, be watchful and thankful. Thanksgiving kind of closes the prayer loop because as you're watchful, you'll start to see answers to prayer. You'll start to see God showing up where you prayed. And, and as he does that, it's just an opportunity to give thanks. God, thank you for being with me while I was with that meeting with that person. You gave some wisdom. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Then Paul goes on and he makes a prayer request for himself. Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. He says, And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Now, if I were Paul, and I was asking, making a prayer request for the Colossians, I'd be saying, hey, I'm in prison, pray that I get out of prison. He says I'm in chains, but that wasn't the focus of his prayer. The focus of his prayer was, pray that God would open a door for my message. Paul said, Paul didn't have them pray about his circumstances. Paul had them pray about his purpose. He didn't have them pray about his chains. He had them pray about his message and his ministry. And God certainly answered that prayer. While Paul was in prison, he wrote a number of letters, including this letter to Colossians, Ephesus uh, wrote a letter to Ephesus as well, and he claimed he proclaimed Jesus in a manner that uh, clearly portrayed who he is and what it means to live the Christian life. I've noticed that that we often pray very different than Paul. We often tend to pray about our circumstances, while Paul prayed about his purpose. We tend to pray about our deliverance while Paul tended to pray about God wanted to do in and where he was. Now, it's certainly not wrong to pray for deliverance, certainly not wrong to pray about our circumstances. Um, but sometimes our prayer requests need to be bigger than that. They need to be bigger than just what's in front of us. But God, would you accomplish your purposes in what's going on right now? We're hopefully most of the way through the pandemic, but life is still not straightforward. We can certainly pray about the complications of reopening, but wouldn't it be better to pray that the purposes of God would be seen in our time? There are a lot of people who are hurting that could be touched by the message of Jesus. Paul says in, in verse 4, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Paul wants to proclaim the message of Christ with clarity. That would be a good prayer for us as well. Pray that we can proclaim the message of Christ with clarity. Pray that, that we open doors happen so that we can have opportunities to proclaim who Jesus is and to share our testimony, and what Jesus has done for us. As we start to pray those kind of prayers, I look forward to what God is going to do. Maybe it would be best to just pause right now and pray for, for Lanark County. 
Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you know us and you know us well. And Lord, we're in the middle of this pandemic and we know that people's mental health has taken a hit. There's people who are suffering in various ways. A lot of relationships have been traumatized. And there are some people who are looking for you. Lord, I pray that that you would help us to connect with those people and make the most of every opportunity to show your love and your grace and to proclaim your truth, that they can find help in you and that you want to meet them and have a relationship within them and, and that you want to lead them into the life that is really life. I pray, Lord, that the purposes of Asbury, the ones that, that you founded it for, that they would be fulfilled in this time and in this place. I'm asking, Lord, that, that many people across Lanark County would, would move, uh, be moved towards you. I'm praying that the churches who proclaim your name would be full and overflowing. I'm praying, Lord, that, that you would, would move in such a way where they would see your magnificence and that they would follow you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace and seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Be wise in the way you behave towards outsiders. Towards people who don't know Jesus. Make the most of every opportunity. Paul's saying, I'm sitting in prison, but you're not. And you're relating to people. When the opportunity comes, comes up, be ready to, to seize it and to say something for Jesus. He, he says, um, yeah, and I think that this is a, a good verse to remember as we think about how we use social media. Listen, if, if your opinions on the hot topics of the day minimize your testimony, then keep your opinions to yourself. It's unhelpful. If what you, the burning issues of the day, there's a lot of things that just have a way of blowing up. Paul has this advice to those of us who are on social media. Chapter, chapter 4, verse 6. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Let your conversation be full of grace and seasoned with salt. I know a number of people who get that mixed up. Their, their conversation is full of salt and there's a little bit of grace thrown in. Have you ever had a mouthful of salt? Not pleasant. Let your conversation be full of grace. Encourage one another. Build one another up. Call the best out of people. Allow them to uh, call, call what you see good in them out. Speak grace. Let your conversation be seasoned, with, uh, be full of grace. And it can be seasoned with salt. There's a, there's a place for spiciness to add a particular truth, to tell about who Jesus is or to, to state something about him. But, 
But that's that's not the, the big portion of the meal. That's, that's just a tiny flavoring. Let your conversation be full of grace. Allow God to use that. Paul says when you do that, then you're going to have an answer when people ask you what the hope is within you. You're going to be able to say, yeah, this is what Jesus has done in me. Paul was coming to the end of Colossians as we're coming to the end of our series. And he had the last thing that he wanted to tell them and give instruction on was this passage. So the last thing I want to leave you with is this passage as well. Devote yourselves to prayer. Asbury. Devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. Paul says, and pray for us too. I'd say the same thing about me. That God may open doors for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am enchained. Pray for Asbury that we may proclaim it clearly as we should. Be wise in the ways you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be seasoned with gra- uh, full of grace and seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. So I leave it with you. Devote yourselves to prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this book of Colossians because in it we have seen who you are and that we're saved by grace through faith. Thank you that it's what you've done, not what we've done. And we thank you that you're at work in us and that you want to work in our hearts so that you are transformed from the inside out. But that shows up in how we relate to other people. Lord, in this last instruction, help us to live it out well. Help us devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com, where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.